Welcome back, lovely listeners. In this episode, we are diving headfirst into the captivating world of the Nassau family with a special focus on Adolf, the Grand Duke of Luxembourg. So grab your royal robes and let's embark on this regular journey. Since in the last episode we talked about the Grand Ducal Palace, let me regale you with the tangle web of the Nassau family and their quest for thrones. So there was this big Nassau dynasty, right? And it had three branches. The first one, Atonian, gave rise to the Orange family, which comprised the monarchs of the Netherlands, all the Williams I've mentioned so far in the previous stories. The second one, Walramian, gave rise to the family of Nassau Wilburg, and many other families, for that matter, that I'm afraid one will need a separate podcast for to cover, which was primarily German, or at least what is known as Germany today, because again, territories were exchanged like Christmas gifts. Since we're talking about Luxembourg here, we're focusing on these two ones that are relevant specifically for Luxembourg. It all started with the 1783 Nassau Family Pact, which dictated that only when the male line of the dynasty went kaput could the ladies and their female descendants inherit the territories. So when good old William III of the Netherlands kicked the bucket in 1890, who was the son of William II, who belonged to the house of Orange Nassau, leaving behind his daughter Wilhelmina as the sole heir, the Netherlands said, hey, we're not bound by this back thingy, and gave Wilhelmina the crown. But Luxembourg, being a stickler for tradition, was like, nah, we'll pass it on to another branch of the Nassau family, Adolf of Nassau-Wilburg. Because why not? Ah, don't even get me started on the conservative ways that are still... Never mind. So, Adolf was the Grand Duke of Luxembourg from 1890 until his death in 1905. He was the first Grand Duke from the house of Nassau-Wilburg, the house that rules Luxembourg to this day, and his accession marked the end of the personal union between the Netherlands and Luxembourg that was entered into in 1815. Adolf was the offspring of Duke William of Nassau and Duchess Louise, born as a princess of Sachsen Hildbrothausen, which, for those of us who don't casually speak royalty, means he had quite the posh lineage. But Adolf wasn't just the product of his princely parents. He underwent more training and private lessons than a poodle at a dog show. He even did a stint in Vienna, as if he wasn't taking a gap year to find himself before being unceremoniously thrust onto the throne of the Duchy of Nassau in 1839, after his dad beat the royal dust. And oh boy did Adolf make sure to jazz up the Duchy of Nassau during his reign. He was like the monarch version of a makeover show host, granting freedom of the press, a people's army and a constitution like it was going out of style. Adolf's popularity skyrocketed like he was a 19th century influencer. He celebrated his 25th anniversary in 1864 with more excitement than a kid in a candy store and the entire population joined in. Imagine a cake that's bigger than a castle, that's how you celebrate a royal milestone. Well, in all fairness, the cake was probably not that big, but you get the idea. Oh, but here the drama begins. The German War of 1866 rolls in and Adolf's like, hey, let's go fight Prussia because who wouldn't want a piece of that action? So he leads the troops into battle like a true action hero, probably wearing a cape or something equally dramatic, which 
didn't majorly help though, and Nassau fell into the hands of Prussia faster than a feather from a hat. And after a whirlwind of consultations, reconciliations, and probably some very intense tea drinking sessions, Adolf officially becomes the Grand Duke of Luxembourg in 1890. He doesn't just stop at being grand, he goes full in renovation mode. Palaces are enlarged, castles are acquired, and the whole place starts to look like a setting from a Disney movie. Now, Adolf may not have been the most involved ruler, though. At 73 years old and not well-versed in Luxembourgish politics, he left the day-to-day governing to Prime Minister Paul Eichen. Tradition was born, my friend, with the ruler holding considerable power on paper, but conveniently absent from the political circus. Adolf passed away in 1905 at his summer getaway, Schloss Hohenburg, and was laid to rest in the crypt of the church of Schloss Wilberg. Quite the final resting place, wouldn't you say? Oh, and let's not forget Adolf's eventful love life. He had not one, but two marriages. First, he wed Grand Duchess Elizabeth Mikhailovna of Prussia, niece of Tsar Nicholas I in St. Petersburg in 1844. Nassau brothers, what's up with all the Russian brides? First Guillaume William William II, now this one, holy cannoli, eh? But tragedy struck when she died within a year after giving birth to a stillborn daughter. Adolf then tried his luck again with Princess Adelaide Marie of Anhalt de Sau, and they managed to produce a few offspring. Sadly, only two of their kids survived past their teenage years and became the Prince and Princess of Luxembourg. Talk about a game of genetic roulette. And that, my friends, is the tale of the first Grand Duke of Luxembourg from the Nassau-Wilburg family. If history were a sitcom, Adolf would be the lovable, quirky character who made sure every episode was packed with surprises, drama and a touch of royalty.